0: Hallelujah, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. That's better. <laughs> Let's pray. Father God, may these words that I speak from your holy word reveal to us the living word, the resurrected one, Jesus Christ in our midst. Amen. Will you please be seated? Resurrection Sunday today. One of my favourite days of the year. But firstly, I want to ask, how was your Saturday? It's a glorious day yesterday, wasn't it? The sun was out, the sun was shining. For those of you who walked through the Holy Week with us, it's also a day of pause and a day of, of rest. I always feel slightly adrift on Holy Saturday. Having invested in Compline and various other bits that have happened in the week, having shared a meal or washed feet on Maundy Thursday, having mournfully reflected on Good Friday at the death of Jesus Christ, suddenly every activity on Holy Saturday seems slightly adrift from the fact that it's not quite in line with the rest of the week. It doesn't quite seem like Easter Sunday. Yet, I also wonder how Holy Saturday was for the characters we hear about in the Gospel. Did Pontius Pilate sit back, glad to have put that trouble behind him? Was Herod feeling victorious over that ghastly preacher who had claimed to be the kin? What about Joseph of Arimathea? Who had, who had declared himself a follower of Jesus, probably much to the disgrace of his friends. He'd even given up a tomb when all seemed lost. Was he regretting his choice? Or Peter? Maybe the first disciple, the first amongst disciples, who'd been distraught to have denied Jesus. He'd pointedly been left out in this, this, um, this resurrection narrative we hear. The man tells Mary and Mary to go and tell the disciples and Peter. Peter seems to be lift, left out of the list of disciples. What about the young man in Mark's Gospel? You know the young man. Do you know the young man in Mark's Gospel? In Mark 14? There is this wonderful moment at the arrest of Jesus. Where on verse 51 it says, A certain young man was following him, wearing nothing but a linen cloth. They caught hold of him, but he left the linen cloth and ran off naked. I wonder how his Holy Saturday was. I know you don't choose him randomly. Because this phrase, a young man, is quite strange in the Bible. It only appears a couple of times. At the arrest of Jesus, just before the arrest of Jesus, just before the death of Jesus, sorry, there is a young man who loses his linen cloth and runs away naked. And then, in the passage that we just heard, we see the same phrase. They entered the tomb and saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting at the right side. Before the death of Jesus, there is a young man naked and fleeing in disgrace. After the resurrection of Jesus, there is a young man clothed in white robes and sitting at the right hand. Before the death of Jesus is disgrace and nakedness and fear and running. After the resurrection of Jesus, there is a man clothed in the garments of the heavenly angels sitting at the position that the disciples argued over at the right hand in the place of honor, calmly, joyfully declaring, He whom you seek here is not here, for he has risen. Disgrace and nakedness and fleeing is transformed into a place of honor, into angelic robes, by the sitting in the tomb of him who has defeated death. Isaiah says, then the Lord will wipe away all tears from the faces. And the disgrace of his people will be taken away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. Peter, who denied Jesus, who was weeping on Saturday, is transformed into the leader of the church when life wins through. Joseph of Arimathea, who has gambled these friendship groups and everything on who he is, on this dead saviour, is suddenly rewarded with knowing that life is eternal when life wins through. When Herod smudly is victorious over this ghastly man who he thinks is trying to be kin, Herod then knows that Jesus is the true kin empires fall but the resurrection of Jesus is eternal at this moment of resurrection we see the lowly lifted up to a place of honour and we see the high stripped down, the proud humbled now if you're following along in your Bibles you would have realised that this passage in Mark ends very abruptly In fact, this is the end of the whole gospel. Over the years, people have added extra bits on because they thought it ended a bit too abruptly. It doesn't even include, actually, the resurrected Jesus, which seems a mighty omission. But it ends with them being told, Go to Galilee, for there you will see him just as he told you. And actually, if you were a Greek scholar, you'll realize it ends with a verb. It ends, it ends open-ended. It ends in a grammatically incorrect way. It, this, this mark ends hanging as if there is another action to take place. Go to Galilee. Which, if you were listening to the whole of Mark's gospel being read out, would have run true with you. Something would have clicked in your head. Because in the first chapter of Mark, Galilee is mentioned again and again and again. Within just one short chapter, the word Galilee or a place on the shores of Galilee is mentioned eight times. The message from Mark is this you've just heard that he is risen. Now go back and read the gospel in that light. Because as you read it in that light, you realise that the healings, the calming of storms, the moral teaching, all make sense through the lens of the resurrection. The life of Jesus is not one that we are called to do on our own. We are called to ask that classic phrase, what would Jesus do? We are called to do what Jesus did, but we're called to do that as a resurrection people, as people who know that life wins through, people who are filled with the same power that rose Christ from the grave. Jesus was a man perfectly in step with the Holy Spirit, and if we seek to follow the teachings of Jesus, the morality of Jesus, without knowing that he has defeated death, without knowing that the power that defeated death is in us now, will end nicely disappointed, will end broken. But with that power, in our souls and bodies and minds, we can transform the world. Finally, the Ladies who tended to Jesus are told, Go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Again, if you read the whole of Mark's gospel, that will jar with you because throughout Mark's gospel, there are people constantly told, Don't tell anyone what's happened. Jesus heals a leper and says, Go and present yourself at the temple, but don't tell anyone what I did. Jesus does various miracles. He declares himself Messiah and then says, don't tell anyone, keep it secret. Because it all needs to happen after the resurrection. Now that he is resurrected, the good news is complete. The good news that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, which is declared in Mark 1, is now present and real. So now go and tell. So go and tell. Go and tell that he has risen, that life wins through, that death is not victorious. But even if you are like the ladies in this passage who it gets to and it says they are too filled with fear, they have terror and they can't tell. Know that that does not diminish the one iota the good news that he has risen. It's a curious juxtaposition that they are told to go and tell, and it says here they're full of terror and fear, and they don't go and tell. But yet the good news still gets out. No matter what we do, the good news still breaks through. If we do not tell, the rots will cry out. Still go and tell. But Jesus Christ is risen is not dependent on whether or not you shout it from the rooftops. Shouting it from the rooftops is a good idea. Jesus Christ is risen is not dependent on our personal circumstances. Jesus Christ is risen is not dependent on whether or not we feel good or not, or whether we've had enough coffee. Jesus Christ is still risen, and death is still to be, be defeated. So may we go back to Galilee. May we read the teachings and life of Jesus and be filled with his Holy Spirit that rose him from the grave and live lives that transform this earth. For whichever disgrace we've had has been turned into robes of honour. Wherever we have been proud and haughty, we've been humbled for the sake of Jesus Christ. Where we have denied him, We are put into a place of honour. So go, tell that death is defeated and life wins through. Amen.